I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? Welcome to Artspiration, a special segment on the Artist Business Plan, where we highlight an artist from the Superfine community and talk to them about what is working for them, tips and tricks for other artists, and what they're excited about. What's special about this episode is that the Artspiration guests started out as ABP listeners, just like all of you out there. So they know how to apply Artist Business Plan tips to work for them and boost their art careers. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. On this Artspiration episode, we have Debbie Clapper here with us on the mic. Debbie is going to share some awesome tips with you today on how to embrace fear and adapt to a changing art market. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Debbie Clapper and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Debbie Clapper is a visual artist and designer residing in the greater Cleveland area. She runs Neural, a contemporary surface design studio specializing in twisted geometric murals, patterns, and immersive designs. She frequently collaborates with technologist and creative coder Cashflow on immersive art experiences that combine art, tech, and human touch. Drawing nearly every day since the age of nine, Debbie has mastered the art of freehand drawing and painting. Heavily inspired by M.C. Escher and graffiti, Debbie's work strives to inspire all who interact with it. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Debbie. James, thank you. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) And it's great to have you here as well. Now, before we dive into it, Debbie, I just want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. It's something that we ask every guest on ABP. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. My earliest memory would be actually playing with Tinker Toys with my dad. Are, if, are you familiar with Tinker Toys? I am familiar with Tinker Toys. Yeah, those old school uh, like building sets. And when I think about that, it reminds me of how my dad just would let me freely build. We didn't ever follow plans or anything like that. We just kind of created and sculpted and built as we desired. And that would be my earliest memory of art. I remember just thinking it was so much fun and it was so freeing. Yeah. Tinker toys definitely, I would say are like the top three all time toys of 
creativity and just like really playing around and creating for yourself. So that's so cool that that's, you know, your earliest memory of art. And I, I think that you could definitely see that in your own art and especially the way that it's like, you know, you're sort of mastering the beauty of freehand, which I love. Ah, yeah. Now let's go ahead and jump into the other questions that we have. So Debbie, my first question for you is, what are your top three tips for kicking imposter syndrome to the curb so that artists out there can embrace their worth? I would say the first tip is to stop comparing yourself to others. I feel like that's one of the big kickoffs for imposter syndrome. And once you can just stop doing that and appreciate what other people are doing along with what you're doing, I think it really helps to free you up and to get that mindset put away and out of sight. My second tip, which kind of piggybacks off of that, would be to remember that your perspective experiences and your art are so unique to you. Even though others may do similar things or you may create things that are similar to other artists in that, you are still going to be laying down a brushstroke or drawing a line or seeing things in your mind's eye differently and in a way that is so unique to you that nobody else is doing it that exact way. So just remember that there's a special quality to what you're doing as an artist. And then that leads into tip number three. Remember that there are people out there who will connect to your work because of the way that you carry yourself or the way that you allow others into your space and how you share your art with them. There are people out there that actually need to hear what you have to say or show or, you know, see, you know, each one of us, it's not like everybody's going to love our art. There's going to be people who aren't going to like it and that's okay. That's perfect. But that's why we need all different types of art and why everyone's art and creativity is important. Wow. Those are three incredible tips, Debbie. Uh, Just to recap for everyone out there, stop comparing yourself to others. Absolutely. Remember that your perspective with your art is unique, even if others make similar things. I absolutely agree with that. And I, I love the way that you put it. It's like, even when someone else is, is making something similar, you are still there in the studio. You're creating what you're making. No one else is, and that makes it unique. And then, of course, the third tip, remember that people will connect with your work. I, I think that those are three amazing tips that every artist should remember. So, Debbie, my next question for you, how can the artists who are listening out there embrace fear instead of letting it hold them back? For this, I created an acronym for it. So taking the letters F-E-A-R. You know, fear is something that I know from for myself. It's like my biggest thing that whenever I'm held back, it's typically because I'm afraid of something. Let that whole word on its on its end and just look at it differently in more of a positive light. So for the letter F, I've got fail. Now, okay, that might not sound so positive right off the bat, but failure is a part of life. Like not one of us is gonna escape failure while we're here on this earth. It's how we learn and grow and improve. So embrace it. Let's embrace failure and stop looking at it as this awful thing or this thing that just makes us feel less than, but let's use it as the tool that it is, which I really believe that failure is just a tool in our lives. So let's turn our failures, our mistakes into opportunities. Let's learn and grow from that. Like a practical step would even be and, and this is where it kind of takes even a twist on the word fail. Like 
reach out to a hundred people in one week, pick a hundred people that you want to get your art in front of, or a hundred businesses you would love to work with and paint a mural in their office or something, reach out to them and go big, like go for the big companies and businesses that you think would never even look at you and go for it, you know, because you're not going to lose anything you didn't already have. So get out there and kind of push through that comfort zone. The second letter E that one, I'm using the word encourage. So encourage others. I think that as creatives, as artists, we can sometimes be worried um, that we've got to like fend for ourselves and make our way. But I think that that's just not the mentality to have. So think about how we can help others, help your peers, help those who are, you know, maybe, you know, some hobbyist artists that are just trying to dig into their passion of what they're doing and and try to make their way in that, like encourage them, talk to them, become a mentor. If you can share helpful information like social media, we all know we can get on there and say whatever the heck we want. Why not use those tools for good and go out and actually help other creatives and help people to be free in their creativity and share tips. Don't be afraid to lift other artists up. Moving on to letter A, which I'm saying accountable. So hold yourself accountable. You know, I think that artists over the years, this is changing now, but over the years, we've gotten a bad rap as being the flaky artists and the kind of just like these free spirits that do whatever. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so hold yourself accountable. Don't shy away from business or things that possibly scare you or bring up fear inside of you as you're um, progressing in your career or your livelihood as an artist, just, you know, stop making excuses to not grow, stick to deadlines, reply to others in a timely manner, be professional. That can all be part of being a creative person. It's not that, you know, I think some people have thought in the past that they're not going to be seen as creative if they're starting to put all these safeguards and parameters around what they're doing, but really it's going to help make you into a better artist and an artist that people want to work with, hire, commission, and tell others about. And then for R, I've put down reflect. So remember why you create, connect to your purpose, spend time enjoying the things that inspire you and your creativity. Remember, it's not all about you. (laughs) That's a great reminder because the beauty of art is that it's meant to be seen and shared with others. And so just remember what you're doing isn't just maniacally focused on you. Like think about others. There's so much richness to art. So just reflect on why you create and let that bring you joy. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say, I love that you created an acronym for this question on the podcast. And I think that the, the acronym is so spot on as well. Again, I just want to, to to recap for everyone out there. So the F is for fail. Use failure as a tool. E is for encouraging others, uh, which I couldn't agree with more. A is for accountability or being accountable to yourself. It can feel like you don't have much control over your own success as an artist, but just being accountable, that's going to be one thing that you can really control and that will take you places that you wouldn't get to otherwise. And then R being reflect, remember why you create art. And also remember that you're sharing your art with the world. So, you know, the message behind it should be to inspire others, not just like you said, Debbie, like to be solely focused on yourself, because it's, it's going to, you know, spread the love more if it's uh, meaningful to more people. Cool. Okay. So I have another question for you here. So Debbie, 
for our older artists out there or just someone who's maybe not as familiar with technology and so forth? What tips do you have for artists out there on how to adapt to the changing art market? First of all, just continue to show up in whatever ways you can. And don't be afraid to embrace new technology, even if you don't totally understand it. Alongside of that, be curious. So that kind of works together with with showing up and embracing new things. Be curious and ask questions. You know, the arts and creative communities at large are really full of people who are helpful and wanting to share knowledge and help other artists thrive and grow. So you can really, like I'll use, for example, I was a little hesitant to get onto Clubhouse a couple of months ago. I thought, oh, here's another social media thing to manage. And it just sounds like it's going to be annoying and all this stuff. I spoke to an artist friend of mine and, and actually asked him like what he thought about it. He shared with me the value he was getting out of it. And so that kind of piqued my interest and got me to then dive in and try it out. And I found for me that it's actually a really great platform. And once I got the hang of it, it was no big deal. And I've actually learned a ton there. So I think that just be willing to learn and adapt. And also don't forget that you have, if you're an older artist in that, or been in the, you know, doing it for a long time, regardless of age, you remember that you have a lot of experience under your belt. So even if you don't quite understand some technological things in that, there's still, you still are relevant. There's still ways for you to get in front of others and get your work out there. Um, and it kind of ties back to our very first question of kicking the imposter syndrome stuff to the curb. Like, stop thinking that, you know, you're too old or you've missed the boat or any of that kind of stuff. Like, it's really none of that is true. There's always hope. There's always the ability to learn and adopt as long as we're living and breathing. Yeah, 100% there. And I like that you mentioned Clubhouse just as an example of a platform that, you know, I've also just sort of hesitated to get on mm-hmm. despite everyone telling me how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're an artist out there and let's say you are intimately familiar with, with Instagram, picture however long ago, whenever you hadn't touched Instagram and imagine jumping into it. I mean, it's a platform that you're familiar with now and that's why it seems easy you know, it's, it just takes a little bit of navigating and getting used to. And so something like Clubhouse, which I've heard the same story that that you mentioned from a lot of people of sort of like, what's this Clubhouse? Why is everyone on it? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. the point of it? But ultimately, you know, it offers uh, a new way to have a dialogue with people. It's almost like a podcast, but social media in a way where you have these long form conversations, which really Instagram is not about. And so you're going to connect with people like really on it, like a different brain wavelength than you would if they're just like seeing you for a moment, they really like what they see, but it's sort of this like shot of serotonin that they then continue scrolling on Instagram. It's a moment to like sit and reflect. But anyway, that's a lot about Clubhouse. But (laughs) the point is, I, I totally agree with you. Like, like get away from that imposter syndrome and just you know, it's never too late. And and just even if you don't get it right away, you can still try it out, navigate it and and figure it out the way that pretty much everyone at some point had to. So, you know, you're not you're not behind the game. Absolutely. Well, Debbie, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there with one more question. What should our listeners do right now to start revving up their careers in a big way? I think the biggest thing you could do is show up. 
get your work out there, connect with people, whether, you know, if you do prefer to do that in person now that things are opening up and, you know, uh, we can start to begin to do that type of thing again, meet in person and that, you know, do that, embrace that, set up meetings, get in front of art buyers and gallery owners and other creatives that you want to connect with. But also, I mean, use social media, especially while a lot of it's still free, take advantage of that because who knows how much longer that's going to last. And right now they're just, it's a great tool to share your artwork with people who have never seen it or would not have the chance to see it otherwise. Yeah. Artists out there show up. That's such (laughs) a a perfect tidbit of advice. And you mentioned a, a really good point that I think maybe a lot of us either don't realize or try to be in denial of, but right now social media is free. And, you know, there's other examples, like for instance, with Facebook marketing and and digital advertising on it, it used to be super easy to like put something up, put a budget, and then you tap into like tons of new people or like even on Instagram earlier on, it was like someone shares your post and like you gain 500 new followers in one day. So it's like, (laughs) you know, it doesn't, it takes more finagling now um, to, to see results, which doesn't mean that it's, it's impossible. But like you're saying, all of these social media platforms might decide, Hey, we actually have to start charging for this. So in the meantime, Mm -hmm. take advantage. And then absolutely like in-person shows they're, they're opening up again, Superfine's uh, relaunching its in-person fairs uh, this August, starting with Seattle. And there's just so many exhibition opportunities that I'm seeing left and right. Produce your own show, like whatever it is that makes sense for you as an artist, like just get out there. Like people are excited to see your work either in person or on the internet. (laughs) So whatever showing up. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. To all of you business artists out there, Debbie has been here sharing her amazing perspective You can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Debbie, you can follow her at Debbie Clapper Art on Instagram and Twitter. As always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, We always appreciate a share or a shout out whenever uh, you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan, whether it's in your studio or on your commute, wherever you listen to us. Once again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. And lastly, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, The quote is by Milan Kundera, and the quote is, business has only two functions, marketing and innovation. So don't forget about the innovation artists. Debbie, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful. James, thank you for having me. And it has been a pleasure chatting with you. Absolutely. And back at you. (laughs) Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. 
We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world.